Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. I'm excited to be bringing you the word this morning under these unusual, extraordinary circumstances. I mean, who would have known, who would have thunk it even four weeks ago that we would be right where we're at, where we are actually bringing you the word online and not in person. So I just wanted to say with all my heart, just thank you. Uh, Thank you, Faith Renewed family, for all that you do. Thank you for even staying active and connecting with each other. Thank you for just going out, meeting the needs of your neighbors. We just heard and just seeing how just the church has been activated at home. And, and I just love it. It just so encourages me that, man, once, once we stop, even if we're not in these actual buildings, that doesn't mean we stop being the church. And I love that we have a church family that embodies that, that, that lives that out. And uh, I'm just excited. I mean, it is, it is awkward. It is weird to, to not have you here, to not have you shouting amen. Because, you know, I'm an amen preacher. You know, I like, I like a good interaction. And, and, and so I don't know what you Can you comment amen right there if I give a good point? Or can you just, just do something, you know, to let's get interactive this morning. Of course, we have an online pastor there who is there praying for you if you have any uh, prayer requests. We'll go ahead and you submit those. You can do that and and a comment in YouTube and a comment on uh, on our Facebook Live or even on our website. You can email us again at info at faithrenewedchurch.org. And um, uh, we just want to pray with you and be with you. But uh, it's just, again, it's an honor and a privilege to, of course, bring the word of God. I hope you're ready. I want you to grab your Bibles um, we have the, the teaching this morning available, the notes and the verses available on the Version Bible app. If you go, you can follow along with us there. If you go to live event, you can tap more and then find Faith Renewed. Then more than events, then you find Faith Renewed. And um, it normally is based upon your geographical location. And if you're in this room, it pops the first one up. So if you're out there in Powdersville or you're out there in, in Fountain Inn, wherever you're watching from, you may have to scroll a little bit, but you find it there. I want you to follow along because I do believe God has a word for us this morning. Can I get an amen? amen. I, I just want to also, just before I begin, I just want to honor Pastor Terry and Angel. I want to honor their leadership. I mean, in a time where it seems everything seems to be so just out of whack. I, we need strong leadership in this hour. And I just think, I'm just thankful to be a part of a family and submitted under the leadership of Pastor Terry and Pastor Angel, which Pastor Angel right now, I don't know if you know, she's going viral right now on Facebook, y'all. She is going viral. This thing is out of, I mean, my wife showed me. I'm like, do what? 20 what? 20,000? 22,000, now it's up to 29,000, almost 30,000 shares of posts she shared about us being able to be back. We're praying to be back by Easter Sunday, that, man, we, we're praying that this thing is going to take a reverse this week and, uh, and that we're going to see God just show up and show out. We don't know how he's going to do it, but we know we're believing he's going to do it. And so it may be, in the, in the world's eyes, it's foolish, right? It's stupid. Oh, you can't just, it's stupid. You can't just believe in that. No, 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 no. It's only stupid if you don't know the Jesus we know. 
It's only dumb if you don't have the peace and the hope and the future that we have in Jesus like we do. And if we've shown up, we just, we just sung this morning that miracles happen when he moves. And I believe he's going to move in our lives. He's going to move in our nation. And we're believing. So just pray with us. Just be in prayer that, man, God's going to move it and make it available for us to be able to meet Sunday morning of Easter. What a, what a story that would be on Resurrection Sunday that we'd all get back together. But um, we love you. Pray, be praying for that. And so this morning, of course, we've been in a series called His Name Is, and uh, it's been a phenomenal series. I think we started a series right around Christmas time, out on Christmas, uh, that's Sunday of Christmas. And, uh, and we're, we're, we're kind of finishing up. I'm, I'm doing the second to last installment of this series. And um, it's just so amazing. Me, Pastor Terry and I, when he uh, told me that he was going to be bringing the little three-part mini-series on His Name is the Way, the Truth, and the Life. And he's like, what do you want to do after that? I'm going to be gone to New York. We won't be leaving. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll, let me pray about it. And I went to the Lord in prayer and just the word Redeemer kept coming up in my spirit. So I said, well, let's go after that. Let's go after Redeemer. And, and it's crazy how even the last three weeks, the word has been so timely, how the Lord has just orchestrated us. And, and I, I just love just not, just not just being in a series where it's like pre-planned, but it's almost like God is orchestrating our lives around us listening and hearing the current word of the Lord. Like this is what he's speaking to us right now. And uh, I just I just love how God's been moving. So this morning, the flow is going to be a little different. I'm going to give you uh, the three points and then we're going to break it down individually. OK, so this morning we're going to talk about his name is Redeemer. And I mean, how desperately right now do we need a Redeemer in our world and our lives? We need Jesus, the Redeemer, to show up and show out. I mean, we, we need a lot of rescue in these days. Um, we need, we, need, we need to pull on the, the, the redemption of, of what the cross provided for us on that day. And it's cool that we're even talking about redemption coming into Easter season when next Sunday's Palm Sunday and then Easter Sunday. And uh, I, I believe God is highlighting us and preparing us for what he's going to do in our lives these next few weeks. Um, so let's pray before we get into this thing. Father, we thank you for your presence. God, I thank you for everyone watching at everyone that will watch. God, I ask that in every living room, in every house, God, I just ask that your presence would move. God, that your Holy Spirit would come and just breathe upon the pages of your word. God, that you would just breathe fresh revelation into us. God, that you would, Holy Spirit, just, just impart to us what we need. God, I thank you that I may not know every need of every person watching right now. You do, though. And I thank you for every time we share your word. You meet every need of every heart, of every ear that's listening. And God, I just ask you again just to show up and show out like you normally do. May Jesus be exalted and made known today. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Amen. Tell the person next to you, his name is Redeemer. His name is, his name is Redeemer. Yeah. His name is Redeemer. So, so here's my points. I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to give it to you first, and then we're going to kind of break it. We're going we're gonna to break them down one by one. So my, this is my first point this morning, is that Jesus redeems us from our sins. If you're typing notes, you can write that right there. He redeems us 
from our sins. My second point this morning, he's redeeming us. He redeems us from our past. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna separate our sins from our past this morning because I believe God wants to speak into both areas. And also, we're going to end this morning with the point that he redeems our authority. We're going to go there this morning. I, I don't care if you're not in here or not. We're going to go in this morning. I'm excited. So I want to bring a couple definitions. I, I was in my study time this week in preparation. I'm, I was looking up different biblical definitions of redeemer, redemption. And I'm like, man, I found so much that I love. I'm like, I can't, I can't just pick and choose. So I'm like, I'm going to put both in here. So I'm going to give you first the definition of a redeemer and then the definition of redemption, okay? And you can type this in your notes as we go. Redeemer, the definition of a redeemer is one charged with the duty of restoring the rights of another and avenging his wrongs. One charged with the duty of restoring the rights of another and avenging his wrongs. That is the biblical definition of redeemer. That's powerful right there. If we think of what Jesus has done for us, what we're about to get into in a little bit, man, he was, he was charged from heaven with the duty of restoring the rights of his people. I mean, and, and it's just cool. I, I, I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Next definition, redemption. The definition of redemption. The definition of redemption is the purchase back of something that had been lost by this, by the payment of a ransom, okay? The purchase back of something that had been lost by the payment of a ransom. And I love both things because we're going to kind of step into both how Jesus has been a redeemer in our lives and how he came on the cross and he died for our sins. And it's amazing that we have this platform and we want to preach the simple gospel, man. I believe it's time for us to get back to the simple gospel, the, the roots of why we believe what we believe, man. And I, I believe that, that we, we, we're not only seeing him as a redeemer, but we're going to see the process of actual redemption, what redemption looks like in our lives. And I believe in this time, even though it may not feel like it, I, I feel like on the inside of us and our spirits, God is working a redeeming work. I, I believe that he is gonna, he's going to buy back time that you feel like you've lost at work, time that you've lost. Maybe I believe God's going to redeem finances. God's gonna, he's going to redeem things. And, and it's awesome that I'm actually sitting in a building that's been redeemed. That the debt has been canceled, that has been paid for, a ransom has been paid. We actually have the sole authority, the ownership of this building. Isn't that amazing? That even in the building is just speaking to the message of redemption. That man, yeah, we, we were in debt, but now we're not because we paid this thing off. We paid the note and we got the papers to show you in Jesus' name. Come on. So my first point this morning, he redeems us from our sins. Let's go to the scriptures. Let's go to Colossians in chapter 1 and verse 11, starting in verse 14. I'm going to read out of the Amplified this morning. I'm going to kind of read out of the Amplified. We're going to get big with it this morning. We're going to amplify the text. Starting in verse 11, and we're going to go to verse 14. 
The word of the Lord says, we pray that you may be strengthened and invigorated with all power according to his glorious might to attain every kind of endurance and patience with joy. Let's pause. Hold up. That's what we're praying for you right now. <laughs> as you're sitting at home, as we have finished, I think it was what week two, week, week two, we made for some of you, maybe week one of being quarantined, being in the house. Somebody looking at me right now, somebody listening to me needs some endurance and patience, but patience that comes with joy. <laughs> Amen. Because how I many you know them cheering, them cheering. They don't care if Corona's out there or not. They're going to be cheering regardless. They're going to be who they are. And sometimes as a parent, you just need to exercise some patience with joy. <laughs> not patience with some anger, patience with some, I'm going to slap you, kid. Um, uh, patience with joy. Verse 12 says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in his inheritance and in the inher- inheritance of the saints, which is God's people, in the light. Verse, 14, verse 13, for he has rescued us and has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Verse 14 says, in whom we have redemption because of the sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sins penalties. I love this verse because in this portion of scripture, Paul is literally speaking and preaching the simple gospel to the Colossians. You have all the elements that Jesus came, he died, he resurrected, but not only that, but he transferred us. He transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son, which is the kingdom of light. And, And that is what Jesus did on the cross. When Jesus redeemed us, he bought us back. Let me tell you, every one of us, we walk around with a blank check in our back pocket. We walk around with a blank check. Jesus paid for us to get into heaven. It's what we do with that check that matters. How you, how you decide to check. If it, some of you this morning, you're going to decide to, you know what? I'm going to cash in. I'm going to cash in that chair. I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I want what he paid for. I don't want to live in brokenness. I don't want to live in anxiety. I don't want to live in fear. I don't want to live in depression. I don't want to live with these suicidal thoughts anymore. Let me tell you this morning, what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago on the cross was enough, is still enough, and forever will be enough. And he wants us. I'm telling you, I love the fact that Jesus doesn't need us. God doesn't need us. He didn't create us, he didn't create us out of need. He created us out of want. And many of you listening to me just want to feel wanted. Just want to feel loved. Man, we're looking for love in all the wrong places when it's only found in Jesus, in what he did for us on the cross. What, what other God have you heard of? That would say, you know what, I'm going to show off and show out. And I'm, I'm going to show my muscles. I'm going to show how big I am by coming and serving you and washing your feet. And six days later, dying for you on a cross. And when he died for us on the cross, I'm telling you, the Bible says that the wrath of the Father was appeased. That he took 
our punishment so that we wouldn't have to walk around feeling punished. He took, he took our diseases. Isaiah says that he bore our sicknesses and diseases. And by his stripes, we are healed. He took it all. He took even coronavirus. It may be new in this world. It wasn't new to Jesus. He took it all. His blood is enough. Tell the person next to you his blood is enough. His blood is enough. When Jesus died on the cross, not only did his sacrifice forgive our sins, we got that down pat. We understand that as believers, but, but, but I also want to let you know that the good news is that he had also paid in full and canceled the, sin, the penalty of sin in our life. The Bible says that, that the, the wages of sin is death. We, 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 yes, we do. We deserve because we are, we are, we are, we were born into sin. Our flesh is sinly. It's just, it's just everything around us is sin in sin. But in Jesus, everything we're reborn, we're reborn, we're transferred out of that. And we're born into his son, into his kingdom, given a new identity, established us. And, and not only did, did the blood of Jesus forgive us our sins, but it actually canceled our debt. It canceled the penalty of what that sin meant for us, giving us access to a whole new life. And I wonder how many believers are accessing that new life right now. Are we accessing what we're used to or are we growing into what we're born for? Are we accessing and going, are we, are we basing things based upon experiences and, and we're letting fear of what happened and failures of what happened based upon, because I did that, that means I'm going to, in the future, get this. See, in the kingdom, there is no karma. <laughs> Jesus canceled that. He paid for that. He said, you know what? I'm only good. You know? I'm pumped up this morning. I got a lot running through me. I'm trying to do the best I can. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to bring to you the definition. I want to bring you the difference between redemption. I was thinking of this, redemption and restoration, because they're so closely related. The difference between redemption and restoration and how Jesus redeemed our sins is that one is a transaction and the other is a process that begins in our lives when we accept that transaction. Redemption is a transaction, but restoration is a process that begins once we accept that transaction. There is power. I'm telling you, there, there is even legal power in, 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 the, in, the, in Leviticus and in Numbers I was reading. I wasn't going to bring all these verses out on you, but when it, when it began, when, when the 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 the, the the thought and the, the law of being redeemed and redeemers came into existence in Scripture is when people would have family members that would fall on hard times and have a lot of debt against them, and they would come in and they would buy back everything that, that was lost from them and say, you know what, not only am I going to buy this back, but you get a new job. You get a new place in society. You don't have to be down by, you know, by being the stigma of, of life, of being known as, man, you're the one that got stolen from, and you're the one that got everything taken from. You know, God actually restored everything in their lineage. And um, <clears throat> I love how even that speaks to what Jesus did for us on the cross, because when it comes to the, the penalty of our sins, the Bible says in Psalms 103, 12, 
that he threw our sins as far as the east is from the west. That's good news this morning. Amen. My second point this morning is he redeems us from our past. He redeems us from our past. Here's my scripture, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 20 through 21. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you have been redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. But with the precious blood of Jesus, a lamb without blemish or defect, he was chosen before the creation of the world, but he was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him... You believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him so that your faith and hope are in God. I love the fact this morning. Let me drink some water. Awkward pause. There we go. I love the fact that this morning, this scripture reveals to us that Jesus, he didn't buy us back with some empty thing. He, he, he spilt his precious blood. And, and, and when he redeemed us from our past, I love the fact that when it says in verse 20 that, he was, that Jesus was chosen before the creation of the world. Some, some verses say before the, he laid the foundations of the earth. God was already, Jesus was already in the works. The Father already had a plan. I love the fact that before we had a past, the Father had a plan. <laughs> Before Adam fell in the garden, Jesus was already ready. He was already in the works. And, 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 and what, I'm, what I'm understanding, what I'm seeing today is, is although us as believers, I want to speak to the church for a minute. Although us as believers, we understand, man, that Jesus died for our sin. A lot of us still living in the past. A lot of us are still living in past relational hurts. A lot of us are still living in past traumas in our life, maybe childhood experiences. And what I'm learning is, is just because you went through it doesn't mean you got through it. And just because you went through what you went through doesn't actually mean you're over it. And I believe I believe with, 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 with what the Lord has moved us into, you know what I mean, as a nation where we're at right now, I believe with us being home is a great opportunity, man. It's a great opportunity for us to, to, to not just sweep things under the rug anymore, but actually let's begin to confront those things. We have a lot of time at home now. Right now, many of you are in your homes. Instead of trying to waste the day away and, and, and watch Netflix, I'm guilty of that. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. But I believe if you hear the word of the Lord correctly this morning, I believe God is wanting to get you through this and not, not have us be the same people that we've been before this. Pastor Terry said it prophetically last Sunday. Do not waste the time we have with Corona. Don't, don't waste what God has given us, this is, uh, this, this, the circumstances around us, of course, aren't good. They're not God. God did not do this, okay? God is good. This ain't coming from God. 
But what we can do is be on, see what he's doing in, in the midst of this and say, okay, God, how are you turning this for my good? How do you want to do this? It's like, maybe, maybe I want you to be whole on the outside of this. When you come through this, I want, I want you to be whole. I want you to be complete. I want you to be ready because guess what? There's a move of God that we're stepping into, man. See, God has said, now I'm going to hit the reset button on the church. And I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the church back in its original place, which was the home. In the book of Acts, they did church from home to home, from house to house. And they gathered themselves together once a week in the sacred assembly of the saints. But they did life. And, and, and that's reality. I mean, a lot of us got in the trap of living for Jesus Sunday to Sunday. What happens? What happens when you don't have Pastor Terry around you every Sunday in your face and saying, you know what? Here's the word of the Lord. Are you going after it? Now's a great time because God, I believe we're about to see revival break out like never before in history. I believe we're going to see the harvest really come in because I believe in this time, if we take it serious, if we do what we got to do, God's going to deal with us in some areas, and I believe specifically with what our pains and our and, and traumas of our past. That he wants to actually redeem you, and I actually understand that just because you went through that, that doesn't make you who you are. I, I paid a price for you to be who I created you to be. That's what the Lord's saying this morning. And I love the fact that, that we're at, at home the church is at home, but the church isn't asleep. I believe the church is waking up. <laughs> it's not time to just sit around and be lazy. It's time to wake up, get on guard. Because I'm telling you, once, once, once we're able to be back to, I, I just sense in my spirit, man, this building is, going, is not going to be the way it is right now where it's just empty. It's going to be full. It's going to be, and it's not for, to, to glorify us. It's because of what God's going to do in the hearts of the people. Can I get an Amen. When Jesus, the Redeemer, works in our lives, we get our hope and our faith back. I love the fact that Jesus redeemed us to the point to where he said, even if you don't got faith, I'll be your faith. Even when you don't have hope, let me be your hope. And when the work of redemption in our lives is complete, our trust is not put in man, it's put in God. And he says, you know what? I trust in you, God, because you're good. I trust in you, God, because you're faithful. I trust in you, God, because you never left me and you never forsaken me. Can I get an amen this morning? Amen. Last thing is I believe Jesus is moving us from busyness into stillness. We haven't dealt with things in our lives. And as Christians, we're good at putting it on the mask and, hey, how are you doing, brother? Everything's well. God bless you. Good to see you. We're doing that. But guess who you can't do that around? Your family. Guess, guess who you're with all the time? Your family. <laughs> guess who knows what you're dealing with even if you don't say it? Your family. We have the, the, the excuses of busyness are gone. God has moved us. And it's, it's, I, want you to, I want to move you from busyness into stillness so I can work in your heart. 
so I can work in your life and make you whole. Amen? Point number three, my last point this morning, he redeems our authority. He redeems our authority. And I want to I highlight this point by really doing an overview of the book of Ruth. I was going to bring, I was going to send Pastor Terry and say, Pastor Terry, let's put up on the Bible like this. Let's put up all four chapters of Ruth and, and let's just go big. Everybody's at home anyway. We got some time on our hands. I, I didn't do that. I was like, you know, I'm going to just choose the synoptic view. I'm just going to do the little overview of it. And I, but I encourage you to read. It's just four simple chapters. It maybe take you seven and a half minutes to read the whole thing. But I, I want you to see how Jesus the Redeemer is even working in this story. In the book of Ruth, of course, in the book of Ruth, we have three main characters, Naomi, we have Ruth, and we have Boaz. And Naomi was married, and uh, she had two sons, and those two sons got married to, Moab, to Moabite women. Um, and then in the, in the first chapter, it goes on to say that the husband died, and then the two sons died. And Naomi became bitter. She became bitter with God because she thinks this happened to me because God is angry at me. And uh, so she tells her two daughter-in-laws, Orpah and Ruth, says, go back. Hey, go back to your family. You don't, I'm old. I'm not able to have, I'm not going to provide another son for you. I'm too old for that. You're young. Go back. You have a whole life ahead of you. Orpah says, okay, peace out. I'm gone. I'll go back to my family. But Ruth says, you know what, Naomi? This is where we get that famous scripture. I will go where you go. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. I love Ruth's loyalty to a broken and bitter mom in her life who she was only related to by marriage. And Naomi says, all right. Well, let's let's move because as a Moabite, of course, the, the Moabites were Israel's arch enemy. And Ruth being a Moabite woman and Naomi moving back into Jerusalem, that was like some tension around there because she was going to have to hide. She was going to have to because it, it, it's just it was the tension was high in that day. And um, <clears throat> so Naomi and Ruth moved into Jerusalem and uh, Ruth was picking crop in the field and harvesting grain, and that's when she meets Boaz. Hey, for all the single ladies out there. Boaz, uh, Boaz is a man, the Bible says, of noble character who showed generosity. And uh, after hearing what Ruth had done for Naomi, he actually blessed Ruth and prayed that God would bless her. Boaz was related, actually, to Naomi and eligible to be her family's redeemer. And in that, in that, in that time, in, in, in the system of the law, you only could be redeemed by someone who was your family. In other words, you only could have your assets and all your things that you lost because Naomi lost everything when her husband died. And then she lost everything again when her son's done this, there was no one there to inherit, to receive all that thing. So that all that became just void and empty. And of course, looking at all that, Naomi became bitter. And but, but Boaz, who would have known that God would orchestrated the story for Boaz to be related to Naomi and to be eligible. And so Boaz 
redeems all of Naomi's estates and marries Ruth. And they give Naomi what she wanted, which was a grandson. Because, of course, lineage and, and, and passing things from generation to generation was so important in that day. And, um, and, and, and it was considered, you were considered blessed to have many sons. And uh, when Naomi said, I don't have any grandsons, I don't have anything to pass on to, everything is gone. I love the fact that God sent a redeemer. And Boaz was a man of noble character, and he, he, he was man enough to say, you know what, I'm going to take this on. And I love that when, when, when Boaz redeemed all of this, it actually restored the family's lineage in the Bible. And as the story would go, not only did it store, restore the family lineage, but it actually restored the family's authority because now they became into possession of things that they had lost. And in that act of redemption, Boaz and Ruth gave birth to a son named Obed. Some of you are like, who? Obed, that's his name, Obed. You should know him because Obed gave birth to a son named Jesse. And Jesse gave, son, gave birth to a son named David, who is in the line of our Messiah. So how about God connecting and saying, you know what? I, 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 I'm going to say it. I love that Boaz in the scripture, in this Bible, is a type of Jesus. It's a symbolic just of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And he came into us, and not only did he, did he say, you know what, I'm going to redeem you, but I'm going to give you back everything the enemy stole. I'm going to give you back what you lost in your past. I'm going to give you back even what you were supposed to lose because of the penalty of your sin. I'm going to give it all back to you. But I'll, not only that, I'm going to give you the authority to go forward and to move forward and move into who I've called you to be. Amen. That no longer will you be known as the broken person sitting on the side of the road or the broken one who was left behind and felt abandoned or the broken one who was abused or the broken one who was misused or the bro you, you are not going to be known as broken anymore. You're going to be known as whole. You're going to be known as a person full of faith and hope and people are going to look up to you. I'm telling you, God is going to restore. He's wanting to restore the authority of the church. He wants to redeem it. He wants to give it back. It's time for us as a church to take back everything the enemy has stolen. Everything the enemy has stolen because we were so busy. Everything the enemy has stolen because we were maybe lazy and complacent. We didn't take initiative in some things in the areas that we should have. I believe this morning Jesus the Redeemer is coming to give you back everything the devil stolen this morning. Can I get an Amen. I'm going to end on this scripture in Matthew 28 and verse 18. The worship team is coming, so don't, 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 don't mind that. And this is Jesus. Jesus showing up in the middle of the Great Commission in Matthew 28. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Anybody grateful this morning that if Jesus has all authority and we are in him, 
Guess what? In him, we have all authority. We can speak to things. We can speak to mountains and see them removed. We have the authority to see everything come to pass that was impossible in our past. I believe this morning that God is wanting to give you back your authority. It's time for the church to be activated and aligned with the heart of God. And I believe God is wanting to use this time that we have together as a family so that our kids can hear us parents pray out loud. And pray, and not only pray, but see the answers to those prayers. Jesus, the Redeemer, is in your house right now. Jesus, the Redeemer, is in your car. Jesus, the Redeemer, is the one who's been stirring your heart this morning. Jesus, the Redeemer, is the one who wants to give you back everything. To let you know you're not alone. No, you're not alone. You're not alone in what you're going through. It may be unique to you, but it's not only you. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. We all have places in our lives where maybe we fear that, God, I don't know if you're big enough to handle. Maybe we fear that, God, I, don't, I, I just, this has been so swept under the rug. I'm just afraid to bring it into the light, but I'm telling you today, there's freedom available for you. I'm telling you, if you right where you are, if you were just to confess to him, just to confess to him what's going on in your heart. And I believe even the Holy Spirit right now is beginning to stir some things up in your heart, in your life, bring some memories back of where he wants to heal you. So that when you think of those things, you won't hurt anymore. I believe when, when the work of redemption is complete in our lives is when we're able to love with a love that is unoffendable. That you're not going to hold offense to anything in your life. So this morning, right where you're at, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I'm going to ask you to bow your head. And I love that God is everywhere just as he is right in this room. And God that is in this, the same God that's in this room is the same God that's with you right now. And I'm going to pray right now that God would begin to work in your heart. That the Holy Spirit would begin to move across the streams. Right now in Jesus' name, let's pray, family. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. God, we thank you. We remember the cross. Although Easter's in a few weeks, God, we, we remember the cross this morning. We thank you for what you did on that cross. God, we thank you for the work of redemption and how you paid a price for us to obtain things that were unobtainable before it. God, through you, through that sacrifice, through that redemption, now we can obtain peace and we can obtain hope. But God, I'm asking that your people would freshly obtain healing and even inner healing, 
Healing in the soul, God. Healing in the mind. Healing in the emotions. Oh, God, that your people would know this morning that, you're, that there is a Redeemer that lives, that is alive. God, I pray for everyone who doesn't know you that is watching. Right now, this is what I want you to do. Even as a family, even if you're, they're gathered, this is, we're going to pray a prayer of salvation right now. I believe many are going to be saved over this stream. Many of them may be watching today, watching at a later date. I believe you heard this message. You clicked here because, because God had a purpose with you being here and watching this. God has a purpose with you, young man and young woman. God has a purpose with you. Today, he wants to become your redeemer. He wants to become your savior. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Father, I recognize that I am a sinner. I recognize that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And that he died on the cross. And on the third day, he rose again. And you've given him all power and all authority. And right now, I receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. Jesus, take me. Use me. Heal me. Restore me. And redeem me this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.